Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. You can view the live stream on Facebook at Mother Miriam Live. Now, here's Mother Miriam. Good morning, beloved family. How are you? I don't even want to think how you are. I just looked at all the news this morning. It's it's quite awful, quite awful. What can I tell you? Hardly anything good is ever reported. Um, and there's so much bad news that um, it can be discouraging. But uh, we keep God in mind that uh, he is building his church and that... Um, the world, through our example, needs to be converted to God. And so our attitudes, our moods, our sense of well-being cannot be based on the world or its death to us, but based on God who is love. And why he poured his love on us in the middle of all that's going on, I don't know, but it's a great, great, great gift. Um, we have... Um, uh, just completed our next newsletter. Uh, it's 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 not it's going to the printer this week. It's not out yet. Um, in fact, I'm going to have some other. It's going to be a very large package. I'm going to have some other material in it. Um, I wasn't able to get it out uh, during Easter or Paschal tide, so um, it'll be out uh, soon. And um, it is it is what I've been promising, focusing on homeschooling. The entire newsletter is on homeschooling. And um, w- w- what to do, a dear, dear friend of mine, Beth, um, put it together, a, um, a survey of 22 questions. She homeschools. She sent it out to her entire homeschooling group and beyond her group of mothers that she knows who homeschool all ages of children, anywhere from one child to 10, and um, put together 22 questions and sent the questionnaires out. Um, every question that, you know, someone, I don't know how to homeschool. I don't have a college education myself. Um, I'm afraid I'll ruin my children. I don't have any time. How am I going to do it when I have different ages of children? What if that? What if that? All of that. I, um, my children won't be socialized. All those questions are there, and they're all answered in that newsletter. Um, and it's why homeschooling is going to save your children and your family, especially now with the world as it is. It's not going to get better. Um, not before our um, Lord does something quite drastic. So um, I think it's very timely. Uh, but the the issue is the family. The issue is the family, and you know, I I I want to say, and I have said, that there is no such thing as a mother who has not homeschooled. There's no such thing. You homeschool your baby from the womb, from the moment of conception, when that little conception. Uh, is a full person at the moment of conception and then has to grow uh, into a mature human being, but it has all its parts, everything, complete soul, complete everything um, at the moment of conception. And for nine months, you homeschool that baby. You sing to it, you teach it, uh, your attitude, your moods, the things that you eat, you're schooling that baby. And when the baby is born, 
um, for the first several years of its life, at least until kindergarten age, every single child, maybe they, you know, maybe even preschool, for the first few years, every child is homeschooled. They're raised at home and they're schooled. And with the parents' love and the parents' values, and I think when they get to be public school age, so to speak, or Catholic school or private school, the parents then turn their children over, I'm going to say it, to the world. Even if it's a private school or a Catholic school, those teachers sometimes aren't Catholic. And even if they are, they may not live their Catholicism. They may not know their faith. And even if they do, um, even if they're more Catholic than the parents, it's the parents that the children need. It's the bonding that's taken place. And the children will learn much more they've learned from the parents all the first few years of their life. Why shouldn't they continue to learn from their parents? Why not? Why send them out? And so that's discussed somewhat also in the newsletter. And I know there's pros and cons cons to it, and not everybody can homeschool. But um, I think in today's world, um, if you're following the news at all, there's a great attack on homeschooling from Harvard coming out in other places that children will not be socialized, that parents will ruin their children, they will not be educated, if they, not only if they're homeschooled, but they're talking about making it mandatory and taking the children away from home. We're getting into very scary times. And now is the time to go back to God's design of the family. Bishop Athanasius Schneider has written, um, or at least given a talk, and I have the article from LifeSite News, and the title is, Bishop Snyder says, Lockdown is a trial that can bring about great spiritual benefit. And the, uh, the subtitle is, The Bishop Believes that the pandemic will lead to a purification of the church and force families to experience the meaning of a domestic church. Now, children are home from school. Uh, people are home from work in different measures and degrees. And the, the, the pandemic is proving disastrous because parents don't know what to do with the children. The children are watching pornography and TV and everything else, which should never be at home. Um, nobody knows what to do and suicides are up and, and crime is up and depression is up. It's just a terrible thing. But if the family, if we use this opportunity, which Bishop Snyder is saying, and we've been talking about this, to really go back to what God has designed for the family, even if we've messed it up, even if it's strange to us now, I would use this opportunity um, as God's... Um, bringing good out of what is evil. So let me read this to you from Bishop Snyder. Um, Or at least the article. I'm not going to read you his whole talk. Just the article says, Bishop Athanasius Snyder said, Catholics should accept the situation brought about by the pandemic as a trial, suggesting that such acceptance will produce great spiritual benefit for the church a greater spiritual benefit, as if we would not have experienced such a situation. Bishop Snyder, along with Father Linus Clovis, a canon lawyer of the Archdiocese of Castries, St. Lucia, in the West Indies, spoke during a Q- Q- Q&A question-and-answer session after their talks at the Rome Life 
Forum last week, and I would urge all of you to look up the Rome Life Forum. All the talks were live streamed, and you can see their videos. Uh, look up Rome Life Forum, and you you will get to the live videos with magnificent talks that everyone should hear. Um. Okay, Bishop Snyder at that forum delivered online uh, because of travel and gathering restrictions. Um, it, all the all the uh, talks were online, and um, he said this current purifying divine inter- intervention. This is the COVID nineteen. This current purifying divine intervention has the power to show all of us what is truly essential in the church. The Eucharistic sacrifice of Christ with his body and blood and the eternal salvation of immortal souls, declared Bishop Snyder. Bishop Snyder acknowledged that some may not return to mass attendance after the pandemic restrictions are relaxed and churches are restored to normal activity. But he seemed to indicate that this might not be entirely bad. Now, listen to that. Did you hear what I just read? Bishop Snyder acknowledged that some may not return to mass after the pandemic restrictions are relaxed and churches are restored. But he seems to indicate that this might not be entirely bad. In general, Bishop Snyder said, I think that the time of deprivation of Holy Mass and the sacraments will have the function of purifying the wheat and separating it from the weeds, as Holy Scripture says. Some people say that we will have a new hunger for the Eucharist after the coronavirus epidemic has passed. It is common, I'm quoting Bishop Snyder, it is common human experience that the prolonged deprivation of an important reality inflames the hearts of people with a longing for it. This applies, of course, to those who really believe and love the Eucharist. Beloved, this is my little quote from the past. Absence really does make the heart grow fonder. Um, if it loved it to begin with. I'm going to continue now quoting Bishop Snyder. Perhaps those Catholics who were so accustomed to the Holy of Holies that they came to consider it as something ordinary and common will experience a spiritual conversion and understand and treat the Holy Eucharist henceforth as extraordinary and sublime. The current tribulations, this is all Bishop Snyder, the current tribulations teach us and train us to remain always faithful to the Lord and to our holy faith according to the words of Holy Scripture. Quote, the one who endures to the end will be saved. That's from Matthew chapter 10. And secondly, quote, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life, our Lord said in the book of Revelation. And only this matters, nothing else, beloved. There's the music for our first break. We'll continue. Um, The rest of the article, there's not much left. As soon as we come back from the break, and then at the second break, beloved, we'll take your calls, your texts, your emails, um, and the lines are wide open. You can call in toll-free, 1-877-511-5483, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back. Don't go away.
LifeSite News is an international news agency devoted to defending life and family and restoring Christian culture. We aim to educate and activate our readers with the information they need to fight the most crucial battles of our day in their churches, workplaces, and families. Our motto is Caritas in Veritate, love in truth. We firmly believe that promoting the truth is an act of love, however hard it is to hear. Over the last 20 years, we have built a reputation for uncompromising reporting, no matter the cost. LifeSite News is by far the most popular pro-life website on the Internet, with over 40 million unique users every year and growing. Check us out at LifeSiteNews.com. Hi, this is Terry Barber from the Terry and Jesse Show. Every week we bring you the gospel with clarity and charity. We want you to know Jesus and his bride, the church. If you have any questions about the faith or what is happening in the church, be sure to tune in each week. We love it when you join the conversation at 888-526-2158. It's the Terry and Jesse Show. 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific. Heard around the world on the iCatholic Radio app. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener-supported. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support, and may God bless you and your family. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. I'm thrilled to be with you. We're right in the middle of uh, reading um, uh, excerpts from a talk given by Bishop Athanasius Snyder at the Rome Life Forum. Um, just, I think, last week it was. Very, very fresh. And you can look up Rome Life Forum on the Internet and uh, Voice of the Family, Rome Life Forum. You can probably get the links from LifeSite News. Um, Rome Life Forum was done, um, it's uh, conducted between Voice of the Family and LifeSite News with fabulous speakers, all live streamed this year because of the virus, and you can get all the talks online. It's wonderful, and Bishop Snyder um, was speaking about um, this pandemic being a gift to us to help purify the faith and lead us to uh, embrace and discover more of what God intended for the domestic church, which is the home. Um, Bishop Snyder says, um, let me see, um, the current tribulations teach us and train us to remain always faithful to the Lord and to our holy faith, according to the words of the Holy Scriptures. We just read this before the break. The one who endures to the end will be saved, and secondly, be faithful unto death, and I will give you the crown of life for our Lord. And Bishop Snyder says that's all that matters. 
um, when asked how Catholics can make this period of separation from the sacraments a fruitful time instead of a time of bitterness and sadness, Bishop Snyder responded with confident optimism. And he said this, this situation forces Catholic families to experience literally the meaning of a domestic church. Now, uh, it, it, it doesn't force all families. It should. If you love God and you trust his will, then we seek his will in allowing the situations uh, in which we find ourselves. And this should be, if we're at home, living God's design of the home and the family. Bishop Snyder says, in the absence of the possibility to assist Holy Mass, even on Sundays, Catholic parents should gather their family in their home. They should dedicate a holy hour of prayers. Are you listening, Mom and Dad? They should dedicate a holy hour of prayers to sanctify the day of the Lord and to unite themselves spiritually with the holy masses, which are celebrated by priests behind closed doors, even in their towns or in their vicinity. Uh, Bishop Snyder, beloved, is not just giving good advice. He's telling you how he grew up. This is how he grew up under communism. Bishop Snyder goes on to say, a Sunday holy hour of a domestic church, that's a church at home, the family, could be done, for instance, in the following way. Prayer of the rosary, reading of the Sunday gospel, act of contrition, act of spiritual communion, litany, prayer for all who suffer and die, for all who are persecuted, prayer for the Pope and the priests, prayer for the end of the current physical and spiritual epidemic. Furthermore, Bishop said, on Sundays, parents could gather their children in the afternoon or in the evening and read to them from the lives of the saints, especially those stories drawn from times of persecution of the church. We're in that time, beloved. We're in the time of persecution of the church. Bishop Snyder was also asked, how should we express our disappointment in our bishop's leadership with regard to finding ways to administer the sacraments during the pandemic? And when does obedience to the bishop trump the obedience to Christ? And Bishop Snyder said this, the lay faithful should speak and respectfully demand. This is Bishop Snyder. The lay faithful should speak and respectfully demand the return of public masses, and also organize outdoor masses or other creative forms of celebrating worthily Holy Mass. He continues, I ask you, please, to importune the shepherds, to disturb them, all of us shepherds, so that we can give you the milk of grace, of doctrine, and of leadership, pleaded Bishop Snyder importunus exclamation mark isn't that amazing i'm going to repeat that sentence i ask you this is the bishop snyder to the faithful of the world i ask you please to importune the shepherds like the woman who uh, uh, knocked on um, um was it the lawyer's door and she pounded and he finally gave in to her because of her uh, importuning, um, he said, I ask you please to importune the shepherds to disturb them, 
all of us shepherds. He's asking us to knock on his door too, so that we can give you the milk of grace, of doctrine and of leadership, pleaded Bishop Snyder. And then emphatically, he says, importune us, that is to beg us. He says, we need to live out the message of Fatima, each one of us individually, in our families and in our parishes. And this is a statement from Father Linus Clovis, who's a wonderful, wonderful man of God and shepherd. Um, When asked how the faithful can demand that the hierarchy fulfill Our Lady's request, he said, we can't, but we can request it. He encouraged the formation of small Fatima groups throughout the world that might serve, support, and educate priests who in turn might be able to influence their bishops. He noted that several countries have already been consecrated to the Immaculate Heart of Mary by their bishops, including New Zealand, Austria, the United Kingdom, the United States, and other countries in Europe. Ultimately, Bishop Snyder foresees that in God's time, even the Holy Father will consecrate Russia as Our Lady requires. I think that's uh, an assurance that Father uh, Clovis has. Don't lose heart, said Father Clovis, because Our Lady said it will be done. Father Clovis discussed the importance of regular confession, reading the lives of the saints, wearing a miraculous medal and brown scapular to form devoted Catholic families. And beloved, I want to say, some of you listen and say, oh, I wish I had done that from the beginning. My children are too old now. It's too late. It is never, ever, ever, ever too late. Come to your children and say, I have failed you. I have failed us as a family. Papa, you should do this. Your mom and I, or just take it. Papa, you're at home. Take the responsibility for that. You're the head of the family. And say it's not too late. And for the sake of your souls and our honoring God, as awkward as it is, we're going to start now. Um, and the best way to start is to pray the rosary daily and Papa for you to lead it. Father Clovis said this is a way in which we can reform ourselves, our families, and the world. That's it. That's the summation of, of their two talks. The family is key, beloved. It's absolutely key. Um, I have another article now here. There won't be enough time to read it to you, but I'll just give you the gist. The title is, again, it's from LifeSide. It's quite unusual. And the title is, Dad Posts Videos Teaching Basic Tasks. Fatherless Viewers' Responses Are Heartbreaking. And if you look at LifeSite News yesterday's uh, version of it, uh, you'll see it. Dad posts video in the opinion section. Dad posts videos teaching basic tasks. Fatherless viewers' responses are heartbreaking. Um, And it's subtitled, A Startling Glimpse into the True State of American Families. I read this entire article. It has several videos on it. It is beautiful. It's magnificent. I would. I want to put it in my newsletter. I'm not going to. The newsletter is done for this time. I could put it in the future, but you can't show videos in a newsletter. Not when you mail it out. In any case, you can online. This is so beautiful. Let me just read it uh, quickly. If uh, see how much I can get through before the next break, which is 
I think three minutes or two minutes. Um, and this is uh, written by Annie Holmquist. And it says, a recent post um, on Imgur, I don't know what that is, I-M-G-U-R, caught my eye for its startling glimpse into the true state of American families. Seeking to be a help to others, a young man posted a link to his father's new YouTube channel titled, this is the link, this is the video, quote, Dad, comma, how do I, question mark. That's the title of the program, the series, Dad, how do I. The channel was born out of a firsthand experience of growing up without a father present to teach vital life skills. Among other skills, this channel features a father of two grown children demonstrating how to change a tire, iron a shirt, and fix a leaking toilet. This is so fantastic. The videos clearly fill a void. Within hours of posting the link, um, the channel uh, more than doubled its subscriber base. It is approaching a million subscribers as of this writing. Um, and uh, live site news as of May 26, which is yesterday, approaching 2 million subscribers. Comments on the post demonstrate both sarcasm and a secret longing with some suggesting new topic ideas and others expressing their need for a father figure and his wisdom, overwhelmed by the outpouring of need and enthusiasm for his advice. The father produced a thank you video expressing a genuine humility in his parenting skills, but an earnest desire to help others. And he says this, the father says, please understand that I did not always do everything right with my kids. We were quick to reconcile if I failed because you're going to fail as a dad. It's part of the human experience. You aren't always, always, always going to do things right. So I think it's very important to ask for forgiveness and not pretend that you've got it all figured out because your kids are going to find out sooner or later that you don't have it figured out when they grow up. And again, it says responses to the video were heartbreaking, including this one comment. We have time. I'm going to read this before the break. Quote, my father left when I was six and have I've not heard from him since. My mother does not help at all. I feel like this um, is an essence of my father. And I almost started crying. Thank you for being the dad I never had. Thank you for being the light in my dark and broken world. Keep it up. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine being a dad and deciding to start a video channel to teach children how how to tie your tie? How to change a tire, how to iron your shirt, how to do simple tasks um, that your dad would have told you, but your dad wasn't around, and he's becoming a dad. That's quite something. The six-year-old, no, it's not a six-year-old. His dad left when he was six, and now he's grown. He says, thank you for being the dad I never have. Boy, that's rewarding enough. For this dad who's doing it. God bless you. We'll be right back, beloved. After the break, our lines are wide open. Call in toll-free with anything on your heart. 1-877-511-5483 or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. We'll be right back.
We stand at a crossroads in history. We can stand up for life, family, and a Christian culture, or we can stand idly by while the fabric of society becomes fundamentally anti-life, anti-family, and anti-Christian, slowly leading to its own demise. LifeSite News is the leading defender of life, family, and Christian culture. Through our news reporting, we seek to educate readers with information and zeal. They need to fight the most crucial battles of our day, and we need your help to continue that mission. You can support LifeSite News by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Another way to support LifeSite is to prayerfully consider becoming a Sustained Life monthly donor to help us continue to save lives in the culture. To donate, visit give.lifesitenews.com forward slash life. Our staff of over 40 and millions of future generations, thank you for helping to save the culture. The Terry and Jesse Show, weekdays, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network and heard around the world on the iCatholic Radio app. Hi, this is Terry Barber from The Terry and Jesse Show. Every week we bring you the gospel with clarity and charity. Be sure to tune in each week at 2 p.m. Eastern. We love it when you join the conversation at 888-526-2151. The Station of the Cross thanks our supporters who have enabled us to broadcast Catholic programs for more than 20 years. As a nonprofit lay organization financially independent from your diocese, our apostolate is listener supported. Through your generosity, we are able to inspire countless listeners with the gospel message and help lead them to a parish to be spiritually nourished by the sacraments. Thank you for your continued support and may God bless you and your family. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved family, to Mother Miriam Live. Here we are with a whole half hour all to ourselves. So lines are wide open. Call in with anything on your heart, one eight seven seven five one one five four eight three, or email at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Do we have Emily on the line from Georgia? Yes. Hi, Mother Miriam. Thank Hi, you for Emily. My call. Sure. Thanks for I calling. Just- Trying to make it short, I live in like rural Georgia, really only one option for a parish, Novus Ordo. We had a benediction for the reopening because we're reopening, you know, the parish. Mm-hmm. And coming out of that, I had our priest kind of do like this. He, since we're not handshaking, he kind of bowed, did the hands in prayer and bowed and said, Namaste to me. And I just didn't know how to react to that. Is what that, is that? What is I mean, it? That, that's like a, a thing they say in yoga. And it's like a Hindu type. Oh my reading. goodness! And and I just you know I terrible. Just don't know. I said, Father, I'm not going to say Namaste back to you, but peace be with you. And I felt like I didn't mean to be disrespectful. I just don't know what to say. Well, you were not disrespectful. You were not. I would say to him, Father, uh, why? What do you mean by that? I would ask him. I would call him on it. I'd say, Father, what okay. do you mean by that greeting? Is he an American? Is he Indian? Is he Hindu? Not Hindu, uh, but is he no, from that background? He's, 
No, he's not from a, no, no. They're, they're actually, he's from Africa, but um, he huh. has been in the United States a long time. I mean, well, no, I would just say when you see him next time, Father, um, your greeting, I recognized it and it really puzzled me. Can you tell me why you gave me that as a greeting? Ask him. Just ask. Yeah, because I used to be into yoga a long time ago, which I'm not anymore, so I did recognize it. Well, you tell him that. I wouldn't have recognized it. I would have said, Father, what did mm-hmm. you say? And I would have asked him what it was. But you recognize it. Say, Father, um, uh, I recognize the greeting you use, and it really puzzled me because I used to be in, involved in yoga, and I recognized mm-hmm. it. Why did you use it? And And he may say, because it's a fine greeting, but... It's not, and yoga is condemned by the church. So um, it's, yeah, it's, it's we don't practice lately. New Age. Do you know the actual meaning of it? It means something like the light in me honors the light in you. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad you know it. And I I mm-hmm. I would say to him, Father, uh, Christ is our light, and. Um, uh, if we just say the light in me aren't as the light of you, that really uh, uh, puts Christ out of the picture. It, it oh, really okay. is. Yeah. I would call him to it, not disrespectfully, but in a puzzled mm-hmm. way. Why did you use that greeting, Father? I recognized that it upset me all week. Yeah. <laughs> Tell him that. Well, he said to my nine-year-old daughter, too, who we Oh, that's terrible. That's and terrible. I'm trying to keep them away from those kind of things. And you, know, you need to tell him that. Like, you need yeah. to tell him that, Father, we're homeschooling our children. We want to make them thoroughly Catholic and not expose them to New Age and those yeah. kinds of things. Why have you said it? You know, or okay. let him answer you before you put all that on him. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. Don't you, be afraid. Mother. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't it's just respectfully. So confusing. I've heard about all this confusion, and now it's hitting in our little town too. Well, it's terrible. And 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 uh, don't challenge him straight off with an, your attitude. Just say, Father, it it puzzled me and really bothered me okay. all week. Can you can you explain why you used that greeting? Well, thank and you. And don't Mother. talk. Thank don't so say much. I know what it is because I took you. Don't go into the whole. Just let him answer you. Can you can okay. tell us why you used that greeting and let him answer you? Okay. Okay. All, All right. right. Thank you it's so Im- much. Yeah, it's important for him to hear that from you. All right, Emily. Okay. God bless you, dear. Thank you. God bless You're you. You're welcome. Bye-bye. We have a Facebook question, Facebook, a question on Facebook from Laura. Laura writes, how do we find the truth in how to ask, how to act? How do we find the truth in how to act and discern what is right and wrong in relation to the scripture when it is not always easy to interpret Excuse me. And the priests themselves are giving us wrong information and promoting sinful behavior. Isn't that an awful thing? That should be an absolutely shocking statement. And yet it's almost par from the course for the course today. Just awful. Laura says, for example, how do we honor a father or mother who lies and manipulates and causes division in the family? I was told, I was also told by two priests to oust my friend's 91-year-old mother who lives with us and put her in a nursing home because she is not always appreciated and can be difficult. Is this truly what Jesus would do? No, 
Absolutely not. Um, my goodness, you say, for example, how do we honor a father and mother? The way you honor anybody is to speak the truth to them. That's how you honor them. You don't honor them by keeping them in the family and letting them cause destruction. You don't. That's not honoring them. Honoring them is saying, um, uh, "This is causing division. Um, there's, there's, you know, uh, you're lying. You're manipulating. It's very, very harmful to the family." To speak truthfully, respectfully, and truthfully is honoring them. But then you say. To oust your friend's 91-year-old mother who lives with you. Well, if if the mother who lives with you is not your mother or your friend's mother, rather it's your friend's mother and not yours, I think that's what you're saying, um, then um, uh, I was told by two priests to oust my friend's 91-year-old mother who lives with us and put her in a nursing home. Um that's up to your friend to do. You need to say to your friend, we can no longer keep your mother with us. You need to remove her and find another home. Your friend has to do that. You shouldn't have to put her out or find a nursing home for her. It's not your responsibility. So there might be things missing from your from your email. Um, yes, if, if Jesus were there and so you were kind enough to take in somebody's mother... She's not even part of your family, and she's lying and manipulating and causing division in your family. She must leave. She must be told that, and she must, if she cannot change, she must leave. There's no question Jesus would do that. Okay. Let's see. Now, we have a a question from Joan, uh, also from Facebook. Uh, Joan says, would it be proper for... My son, who is a priest, to hear my general confession. Canonically, I don't know if it's proper, but I surely wouldn't advise that uh, at all. I would not advise for general confession. General confession is a confession of your lifelong sins from the time you can remember as a little girl up till today. And um, I personally would not go to your son for that. Um uh, he's he's a priest, but he's still your son. And I don't know what you have to confess, but it may not be for one of your own children to hear, even though he's a priest. So um, that I, I wouldn't I wouldn't cause that problem. I would I would go to another priest. That's my counsel to you. Uh, whether it's proper, whether it's canonical, I I do not know. You can you can look that up or ask a priest. Um, where. Uh, Dolores from Hamburg, New York, is on the line. Hi, Dolores. God bless you, Mother Miriam, for all you do and all you give. Oh, what a sweetheart. Thank and you have a you. special heaven for, for your work. Thank you. I, I Wouldn't that be nice? A special place. Well, Jesus said he goes to a pair of place for us, so for each of us. Oh, you're going to have one of great glory. Thank all you, right. God. <laughs> Uh, You know, this ad, How Do I, video channel, I do not have a computer, but I would like to ask if it's right if I can pass this on to the secular world. Of course you can. This is secular. Yeah, this is not religious. This is secular posted on LifeSite News. It's not religious at all. It's secular of a good-hearted father 
trying to fill the hole in children that didn't have fathers. It's wonderful. So you go on to lifesitenews.com and then put in dad how do i question mark that's it that's oh, it god it's, bless you Mother and it's Miriam. again it's uh it's on yesterday's uh new it's this it's live site news from march 26th uh nine twenty three p.m last night hold on a moment <coughs> excuse me it was just posted last night dad how do i but you know what you can pro- you can go onto YouTube and find it. Oh, it would be on YouTube as well. Yeah. So if oh, you just go right. onto YouTube and type in "dad comma how do I question mark," you should get it. Thank you, mother. Um, you know, I, I've I've been trying to do something, and I I'm I don't know if I can ask other people to consider this, mm-hmm. but my grandson, my children have gotten. Um, purified water in glass, pure, you know, jugs, or you can use plastic. Getting um, uh, salt, uh, boxes of salt, getting a candle, put them in the trunk of your car, call the priest, get enough for all your family, and ask the priest if he would bless and exercise the water, the salt, and the candle. 100% uh, okay. Around your house. Put it's it fine. In your doorway, and when you're taking a walk, wherever you're walking, take your holy a little holy water, and a little salt, and sprinkle it about wherever you're walking. Yes, and one priest said, if you take the salt, the blessed salt, and you go outside the front of your house, I, I just heard this from a priest, and I like it. I'm not confirming anything, but go outside the front of your house and make a large cross with the salt on your uh, grass or property. And he said, you don't even have to go around the whole house. That'll protect the outside. And inside the house, make a big cross in a large room with the holy water. And that'll protect you inside. Beautiful. Thank you for that, Mother okay. Miriam. Okay, what I, see, You know what I always say? Tell a woman, tell the world. So I'm calling you two other women sing. and asking them to do this, asking the two other women to call two other women. There you go. You know, there's. A, I, I wish I could remember the the figures here, but they say between men and women, me, uh, men generally speak on an average so many words a day, and women speak on an average so many words a day. And I think the men speak maybe a third compared to the women of words. So when they come home from work, they've used up all their words, but the women has two thirds to go. The woman has two thirds of her words to go. It's very. It's funny. You're right. Tell a woman, tell the world. Well, thank you. Women thank love to you. communicate. Okay. I hope people will do that because we're not invading. We're not doing anything. But um, oh, it's wonderful. Also, you know, in Buffalo, New York, yes. one of our representatives in the state assembly had 70 people in the Baptist something or other church. I forgot which one it was, and I don't want to give their name out even if I remembered. 70 people. And these uh, ministers are going to open their churches, whatever the governor says in New York State. So, Good. So that's the way it should be. For your the governor, the the government has no authority over churches at all, and no one, Catholic or non-Catholic, should give in to them because they're giving the government a power the government does not have. 
I and agree if you, with If you look in Minnesota, they defied the governor and the governor gave in. Oh, did he? Yep. I didn't know that. Thanks yeah. for that, Mother. Okay. All right. That's that's today's news item, too. So, okay, Dolores, God bless you, dear one. And, uh, Paul, I know you're on the line. Hold on, dear one, and I'll take you right after the break. And anyone else, feel free to call in with anything on your heart. Toll free, one 511 5483 or email at mother at We'll be right back. The future of the family is grim. As Our Lady of Fatima said, the final battle will be for the family. It truly seems as though we're in the heat of this final battle and we need your help. Our mission at LifeSite News is to educate and activate readers with the information they need to defend life and the family and restore Christian culture. We are currently the most popular pro-life website on the internet with over 40 million unique users every year. And we've been experiencing an even bigger reach than ever this year. But we need your help to reach more of the 7.7 billion people on earth if we are to truly succeed in changing the culture. Please consider donating to help our mission of promoting the culture of life and fearless defenders of the faith like Mother Miriam. Visit give.lifesite.news.com to give today. Thank you for your support. Join us here on the Station of the Cross for the Liturgy of the Hours at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern with the Office of Readings read at 3 o'clock. In the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 18, verse 20, Jesus tells us, Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. The Liturgy of the Hours is also known as the Divine Office and is the daily prayer of the Church. So you know you'll be uniting your prayer with priests, religious, and laity throughout the world. It's comprised of small reflections, readings from sacred scripture, and writings from saints and theologians. To learn more about the Liturgy of the Hours, visit thestationofthecross.com. That's thestationofthecross.com. Pray with us each day at 5 a.m., 3 p.m., and 9.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network. Welcome to Mother Miriam Live on the Station of the Cross Catholic Radio Network with live video streaming brought to you by LifeSite News and the Station of the Cross. Call Mother with your questions at 1-877-511-5483 or email her at mother at thestationofthecross.com. Welcome back, beloved, to Mother Miriam Live. It's our last segment. We have about 10 minutes, and our lines are open, except Paul's on one of them. I'm so glad. Paul from Massachusetts, how are you doing? I'm very wonderful, uh, Mother Miriam. I'm, I'm, uh, I have never, first of all, I'm perhaps my, 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 my thoughts by saying I have never lost faith, never lost sight of the beauty of God during this pandemic. In fact, I, for one, have grown uh, exponentially in my faith. I mean, I was on fire 
and storming heaven every day. But this, uh, because one of the reasons is I've turned away from the fake news media who are were using this opportunity to brainwash and dupe and manipulate people that's right. who are home mm-hmm. and are very naive and are swallowing yeah. all this liberal garbage that's being spewed out day after day. I pray that their minds are cleansed. And this is a beautiful opportunity, Mother, with, the, with Pentecost Sunday, the Holy Spirit can purify the minds and hearts and bring them closer to the truth, to God, yeah. and to the blood of the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul, um, I agree with you 110%. And let me just also mention, for those who are listening, or whole families, if you can, um, the novena to the Holy Spirit, the oldest novena in the church, it, it came from the, in, uh, the nine days waiting in the upper room for the uh, for Pentecost to, to come. And... Um, um, it is a beautiful novena. You can find it online. EWTN has it on their online. Many other sites have it. And we started praying the day after the Ascension last Friday uh, in order that we might finish this Saturday just prior, the eve of Pentecost. But, beloved, don't worry if you haven't started it. Start it now. Look it up and start it now. And it's a prayer for the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's a wonderful novena. Very, very powerful. And it's the, it's one thing your family can do together for sure that will, um, uh, might bring great fruit. Okay, dear Paul, go ahead. Did you have a question? Yeah, I, it's the topic I want to raise is something that's always kind of like is really, Something that's emotional. It's about the, the misuse of the term role model. And, um, and whereas I, like I said, I'm just totally dialed into the faith. I mean, EWTN, my Catholic TV network, and everything. I've, I've added so many at prayer apps. The how the word role model, whenever I hear the term role model applied in secular terms, like a few weeks ago, I'm an avid golfer and I do watch the golf channel to get golf news because it's one of my few earthly passions to hear one of the commentators talk about a college uh, coach of a women's college golf team and they and she was lifting her to the sky saying what a role model she is and i fell on the floor practically i said no they may be a good example but they are not role models and i say this when you talk about role models mother there are only five role models that matter at least to me jesus mary joseph and though they both passed they were great role models my, my my mother and my father that's it. The, and even priests, who I, I love the priesthood. I'm an, I've, I've mentioned it before. I'm an active supporter and benefactor to four seminarians who are doing a phenomenal job in their formation of the priesthood. But they are servants. The ultimate role model is Jesus Christ. That's one of the things I say every morning. Jesus, you are the king of my heart, the Lord of my life, my good shepherd, my consummate role model, and my best friend. And that's all I need. It's, it's, it's just, it really gets... It really just absolutely makes me recoil, like I said, to hear how misused that, 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 that term is. It's all from the secular world when Satan is the one that rules it all, and that's why people swallow all of the, all of the fluff that he puts out there. I want well, to get your comment. Well, Paul, I would temper all that, really, because, and you did yourself in naming your parents as two role models. You know, the Apostle Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. And the only way we would follow Paul is because he is a role model. He is uh, a model of what it means to follow Christ all the way without compromise. compromise. So he said to those with him, follow me as I follow Christ. If I stop following Christ, stop following me. And so your parents were role models for you because they followed God. It doesn't mean they were without sin or perfect but they strived. And there are many holy bishops and cardinals and priests and lay people, 
many, many holy, sacrificial people that can be role models for us. Uh, I've had role models my whole life, of and, and they're holy, holy people uh, to whom faith means more than anything. So um, I'm not sure why you object to calling people that are truly models of the not just the Christian in general, but particularly the Catholic life of following Christ, of being holy, of uh, being in the world and not of it. I don't know why you would object to their being called role models. In other words, people that are worth the saints, worth emulation. That's what the saints are. We want to follow them. We ask them to pray for us. We take them on as our sponsors for confirmation because they're models we want to follow. They're role models for us. At well, least I'm that's... simply saying, yeah, the people religious, the people of the you know the church, militant church suffering, yes, I do agree with that. But what, what annoys me is that when they don't have that relationship with God, like anytime when I, for example, I hear an athlete give honor, th- glory, and thanks to God, to Jesus Christ for his accomplishment, to see the, the, the interviewer, his eyes or her eyes rolling. That, that's what I'm talking about. In other words, if they're going to like look at Well, that's not a role have, model. But you mentioned the, the woman in golf before. She, because she is a good golfer, let's just say, she might be an example of a golfer that someone can follow in sports. But a role model generally refers to character the life of someone. And so I agree with you on that. That's right, Matt. That's right, Christian, Matt. No, I, I believe, I, I really pray for the priest. I mean, I pray for priests constantly. My, I love my Cardinal here in Boston. Cardinal Sean O'Malley is phenomenal. He's turned the, the, this diocese around, and I told him that about, about five, five months ago when he blessed me at the Cathedral Holy Cross. So, no, I believe, I look up to them, and, it, and of course, it really breaks my heart when they when they certainly fall uh, fall astray, uh, you know, like like there are right. too many Judases out there. But I know that's what really, uh, you know, really breaks my heart. You know what I mean? And, and never stop giving thanks for your faith, Paul. You know how the, the definition of evangelism, one beggar telling another beggar where to get bread. Never stop giving thanks for your faith. And right, for, and as Father, Benedict Ro- right mm-hmm. as Father Benedict Rochelle, Rochelle would say, the devil eventually bites his own tail. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. All right, my love. Thank you, my dear brother. I'm going to try to get another email in before we uh, end the program today. God bless you, Paul. We have a question from Nicholas um, who writes in, as someone who has a son and witnesses that vaccines do cause autism, I thank you for standing against these vaccines. The world is lying, saying they don't. Why is the Catholic Church promoting them? How can we change their stance? God bless. Well, Nicholas, um, I don't have enough knowledge to say that every vaccine is harmful, but I know that many of them, I mean, to begin with, if they, if they um, are made with uh, boarded uh, cells from babies, uh, they're immoral for sure. Um, but many of them do cause tremendous uh, illnesses, handicaps, uh, even death. And so I think the only way to overcome that is through education, specifically 
showing them scientifically how these are dangerous and you're much better off not taking them. But I cannot say that that speaks for all of them. I can say that, or I wish to say in any case, that in this coronavirus with Bill Gates wanting the 7 billion people in the world, everyone to be vaccinated, I will refuse any vaccine they come up with. Uh, End of story. So um, you've got to be very careful, and, and nobody should be gullible that way. And I don't know that the Catholic Church as a whole uh, is not aware of these, but I know some within the Catholic Church, including organizations, are not always aware of everything. So education is the answer, dear one. There's our music. God bless you all uh, to the end of the program. And live your faith and restore the family in your home. We'll speak with you tomorrow. God bless you.